We are here for episode three, oops, three, of Prospectives, your real estate podcast where you get two professional real estates to talk about the market, where we're at, what's going on nationally, locally, and how agents can thrive through this market and any other. I'm Jessica Preventure here. I'm the broker owner of Pro Homes Group with Lair Realty Partners, and I'm here with my agent partner, Keith Valancourt. Hello, everyone. So it's that time of the month where our state data comes out, um, and this happens every month uh, on the 10th. Typically, we get this data on the 10th of the following month. So what we're talking about today is everything that happened in 2023 through the month of March. So not only do we have uh, monthly data, like from March of 2022 to March of 2023, but we also have the quarterly data, which is great because Q1 is done. Now, what did you think of what of this this information compared to what we've been hearing? Well, I noticed that you know um, in 2022 we sold you know a lot the the actual amount of homes that were sold were a lot more. Um, however, the the amount per home was actually up is up now in 2023 as opposed to last year in 2022. So even though more homes, but the, the actual sale price was less than this year. 100%. And if you've been following the national news at all, you've been hearing, you know, prices are plummeting and this and that. It is so important to recognize that that is not the experience we're having here in New Hampshire. In New Hampshire, prices continue to increase month over month and year over year. In fact, um, the quarterly data says that single family homes have gone from 415 to $430,000. It's an increase of about 3.6%, and that's Q1 of 2022 over Q1 of 2023. So we continue to see prices going up, and what's driving that is exactly what Keith said. It's a lack of inventory. In fact, we expect that we're gonna have significantly fewer transactions nationwide than we are than we have in, in the most recent previous years. And that's exactly what we're seeing here um, over the entire state. The number of pending sales has decreased um, in Q1 by almost 9%. Absolutely, and um, in several different towns, if you look at the uh, if you look at the market updates, almost all of them across the board are all um, selling less houses this year, but again, the prices of those houses are still up. Hooksit, Concord, and Manchester all up from last year as far as prices of the homes from last year to this year. However, the amount of homes that are being sold, again, still a lot more last year versus this year, which is going to continue, but the price isn't, hasn't changed in New Hampshire yet. So. Well, and to your point, it's not by a little bit. I mean, the price sure. in Hooksit has gone from 445 to 454, which is a t- almost a 25% increase. The price in Manchester has come up almost 11%, and the price in Concord has come up over 16%. The only town that we love to look at that hasn't come up as much um, out of these four is dairy, and it still came up 5%. Now remember, traditional appreciation is somewhere around 3%, so five is still pretty good. But when you take a look at, uh, like I said, Hooksit, which has come up 25%, I mean, these are still huge appreciation numbers, which means homeowners are sitting on a lot of equity. That's right, that's right. What's your favorite thing to do with your equity? or to recommend that people do with equity in their home? 
something that's going to bring some value to the house, something that is uh, a long-term, um, a long-term commitment that's going to, uh, when you do eventually go to sell, is going to bring you some more value into the home for sure. Like renovations, like kitchen, bathroom, siding, increasing roofs, things like that. Of course, I like to do more fun things, you know. Like what? Like go on vacation. <laughs> <laughs> With your equity, with my equity. No, um, but uh, another thing with as much equity as we've seen people build gain, um, a lot of people are using that equity to help support their kids through college. Sure. Right. Sure. I mean, as it's, it's going to be a lot more affordable to pull out twenty five thousand dollars from your equity and pay it back over the course of thirty years than for your kid to take that loan out. Especially if you're already, if you got locked into one of those nice low interest rates last year, mm -hmm. you want to stay in that interest rate. Um, so, you know, you take out uh, maybe a HELOC or, or something exactly. on the equity of your house and then um, you're, you're keeping your interest rate on your original loan and then you're just kind of getting another interest rate or another loan but you're keeping that first one. A hundred percent. I just think that there's a lot that people can do and when we talk about the financial differentiator that owning a home can mean for people, that equity is part of it. Being able to tap into, I almost think of it as like, you know those old shows where they're talking about the money stashed in the wall yeah, right. and you know, that's like how I think of the equity in your house. It's like a big piggy bank. Yeah, right? You're it putting is. putting money into your own piggy bank. Exactly. Yep. So if you have any questions about what the situation is in your particular town or for your particular home style, please don't hesitate to reach out to us. As you can see, there is a big difference between prices and appreciation and days on market, even from town to town within New Hampshire. So having a hyper-local expert like myself, Keith, and the rest of the Pro Homes group is really gonna help you make the best decisions for you. What do you think about diving in to national rates? Yes, national rates of good news, good news throughout the nation, uh, Washington, that the fourth week in a row that rates have come down uh, based off of the Freddie Mac released on Thursday, 30-year fixed rate uh, mortgage averaged 6.28%, which is down um, from 6.32 the week before. So yeah. great news. Hopefully things are going to continue um, that down that road. Yeah, I mean, I think the rate conversation is such a huge one because more than anything, more than taxes, more than sale price, the rate makes a difference on the affordability of the home. And with prices going up, there's been so much conversation about rate. And in fact, we really expected rates to start dropping and to be really kind of dropping by May. Um, and then there was this reshuffling that happened and everything that happened with the bank. But I think what's important to know is six, 6.28 is still a historically low mortgage sure. rate. I mean, I think when our parents bought it was like 14% or something. And don't get me wrong, I know they, they paid pennies for their home. That's not what I'm right. saying, but um, 6.28 is pretty low. Um, I've been telling my buyers, and I don't know what you're saying, is if you can afford to purchase your dream home now with higher rates, and, and the big caveat there is afford. Can you afford the payments? I have been highly recommending that you buy now. Because I think as rates continue to go down, at least here in New Hampshire, we're gonna have even more competition and even, it's gonna push 
sale price is higher. So I'd rather lock in now at a reasonable sale price with a little bit of a higher rate, knowing that if rates come down, I can refinance and be in a better position than to kind of wait and have to compete with all these additional buyers that come out the door when rates start to decline. Such a great idea. Everybody's waiting for that rate to come down, waiting for that rate to come down so they can pounce on the market. Everybody's doing that. You're going to run into the same problems that showings, multiple offers, you know, highest offer wins type thing. And that's not good for anybody. So like Jeff says, great idea. Think about getting locked into something now where you have more of a broad scope. You can kind of pick and choose what's out there. Um, maybe at a little bit higher interest rate, but you don't know what's going to happen in the future. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. And I mean, let's be honest, the market out there right now is not... <laughs> It's nope. not easy here in New Hampshire for buyers. Nope. Um, my most recent, I put three offers in this weekend. Um, I got one. Um, nice. The the other one I thought I was going to get, just for perspective, um, this home was in Raymond, New Hampshire. It's not like a hugely desirable town. I mean, it's a nice little town, but it's not like... Um, it was listed at three seventy five. We went in 35000 over ask. There were 20... 35000 Yeah. There were 26 offers. Woo. And the offer that won um, went in 25000 higher than us. They completely waived their inspections. They completely waived their due diligence. And they said they'd make up the full appraisal gap. Sellers. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Sellers. So, the you know. Buyers are out there. They are. And so when you're competing at this level, when the rates are six and a quarter, imagine what's going to happen when rates are yep. dropping. Um, so sellers, if you've thought about it, please talk to us. And I, I don't know what you hear from sellers, but I hear a lot of, well, where would I go? Do you hear that? Of course. Of They're course. like, That's well, the I could thing. sell, but where would I go? And here's the thing. The deal I got under contract today was a seller, a seller that was buying and seller. So they, they sold their property. We actually went under contract before even getting to the market because someone walked by um, Fantastic. and we did just get them under under contract on their purchase so if you're a move up buyer in this market it's actually perfect because the higher that you go in price the less competitive it is so like if you're selling that first-time buyer home that's in the 350 to 450 range and you're upgrading to like a six $150,000 home, which you should be able to do if you're making those changes and pulling all your equity out, that $650 market is not nearly as bananas right, for sure. as the lower one. So, you know, like I said, and I feel like a little bit like a broken record, but you can't just watch the news. You can't just listen to what people are saying at the water cooler. You have to speak to a professional and there's no obligation to speak to any of us. Um, even not the pro homes group, there's no obligation to speak with any agent to talk about what your options are. Um, and I think that's super important. Very, very important. Always got to talk to your agents, know what's out there. Everybody's looking. Um, you got to know who's on there looking daily, uh, really motivated people. Yeah. And you never, you know, everyone's a seller at a certain price. That's right. For sure. For sure. <laughs> Um, alrighty, so we'll keep an eye for sure on rates and what's happening, and we're always available here to help you out. Um, so with all this talk, you know, we're heading into our agent info, what we'd like to share with agents. And oh, sure. I want to talk about mindset. What is your mindset as you as an agent? Uh, you know, I think what's that... What's your daily 
What's your daily mindset like, going into each day? Really? How do you get your? How do you? How does Jessica get her clients every day? How does she get up? How do I get up? What and fuels get you every day, Jess? <laughs> um. Well, that's a good question, and of course, I could talk a long time about it. But I think that there, this is an industry that will have you riding high one second and on your knees the next second. And if you don't know how to bounce back, how to stand up, dust yourself off, and go after it again, you're gonna get beat up. Sure. And our agents, um, excuse me, our clients lean on us to help them do that, right? Because when you find what you think is your dream home and you put in an offer and you went 35,000 over and you don't get it, that's um, scary and sad and disheartening. And so if our mindset as agents isn't in the right place, how do we help hold up our clients? So for me, it is like the foundation, like no matter what you're doing, no matter how many calls you've made, no, you have to have the correct mindset as an agent to get up and go after it every day again and again and again. Um, so how do I do that? I think I'm just stubborn. Yeah. No. <laughs> hey, stubborn, if stubborn gets you up in the morning, then that's huge. You know, for me, it's espresso. Yeah, okay. I get, up, I get up, it doesn't matter if it's 3 a.m. or if it's 5 a.m. If I have a little cup of espresso, I'm ready to go. And then once you start, once you start going for me, once I start getting into that routine and it's like, it's second nature. So I'm, I, I barely even know I'm doing it, going through the listings, going through my calls, my emails, all that stuff. It's just routine. So for me, it's getting up, starting that initial cup of espresso, um, and then getting into my normal routine of, of making my calls and going through all my lists and stuff. But uh, for me, it's it's really just a, a self-drive to get up every morning, get into something because there's only 24 hours in a day. Yes. You know what I mean? You have to you have to use it if you have other jobs or other ways that you have income coming in. They're probably taking up hours. Mm -hmm. So you have to find those hours other places and whatever it takes to, to get you to those hours. If it's super early, if it's staying up late, yeah. like... For me, it's finding that little niche that works for me where it doesn't really feel like work because it's just part of my routine. Well, I think it's that, almost like a self-motivation. That routine is huge mm. because I think that's what James Clear says to write in Atomic Habits. He's like, our routines bring us closer to the people we want to be I'm and sure. that you fall to your routines, you fall to your systems. So if your routine is my alarm goes off and I get right up and I make that espresso or coffee or, or whatever, or I get up and oh I go God. straight to the gym versus if your routine is my alarm goes off and I snooze it for 10 minutes and then I snooze <laughs> it for 10 minutes, right? We all get into those sure. bad habits. So having a routine, you know, with COVID, so many people went uh, virtual, yeah. not coming into the office. Who would have thought? <laughs> but I feel like I feel a huge impact coming into the office in oh, terms yeah. of that routine and being on and being able to get stuff done. Um, because when I'm at home, it's so easy to have a second cup of coffee or to scroll There's, there's always up. somebody there to kind of interrupt that routine, right? And all of a sudden throw you off and you, no, 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 got to stick with the routine. Mm -hmm. Me too. Coming into the office is always huge for for sticking with that routine as well. Now, what do you do when you're feeling kind of burnt out? Do you do breaks? Do you take vacations? Of course. What do you? You've got it. You have to. You have to take breaks. 
when you're burnt out, you have to be able to relax, find something to get away from the stress and that sort of thing. But you have an obligation to clients. So they're first and foremost. So you can be on vacation as long as you have something set up to where either your client knows something's going on or you're available for them. Uh, but yes, being burnt out is, is gonna happen. Again, this, this life isn't for the burnt out. You have yeah. to, you get burnt out, you take a little bre a break, you, you figure some things out and then you get back on and you, and you continue in that routine and you keep striving forward. Yeah, absolutely. And I think I read a book um, called Go for the No. I forget mm -hmm. the name of the um, author. Sorry, but I'll pin it below. But uh, I thought it was an interesting take on like focusing on the no. People are afraid of that. They're afraid of rejection. They're sure. afraid of the deal not going through or the client not taking their call or whatever. And that's what stops them. But if you say, hey, I know if I get 100 no's that in there, there's going to be two or three yeses. And you keep working until you get 100 no's versus continuing to work until you just get the two yeses. I think that's such a, a mindset shift of like doing the actions that bring the business sure. versus focusing on the business. That way, if you get a yes, you're not settled. You're like, okay, I got a couple of yeses here. You, you get those no's and accumulate those no's and you forget about the yeses until next thing you know. 100% because that's what the challenge is. Sure. Like, how can I get better at how I'm talking to clients, how I'm communicating for clients? And in this market as agents, this is a whole new ball game. Right. This what we were doing the last couple of years isn't working sure. and isn't going to work. There's not enough deals. Um, it's more it's cre requires more problem solving, more creative thinking. So you can't just hear the first no and be like, oh, well, they said no. And now I walk away. You need to be able to be like, OK, but what about this? And what if we did this? And how can I meet you this way? And, and how you have to be a problem solver. Um, and that requires a certain type of mindset to, to be able to go after it, get after it and, and not be, you know, beat up and yeah. not kind of crumble. Yeah. Great tips. Great tips. Yeah. All right. Well, we hope you enjoyed this episode. We'll be back again, um, next week for episode four. Can you believe we'll have been a, a month in? Oh my God. <laughs> Are we getting Thank better? Thank you, everyone. <laughs> yeah, we definitely Thanks for hanging do. In Please don't um, hesitate to send us questions. We'd love to talk about what's important to you. And from all of us here at Prospectives and Pro Homes, we'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Thank you.